And we're back. About damn time. Really? Seriously? Yeah, I think the drugs are kicking in. It's probably good because I'm topless. That's what all podcasts need. God, we are. Bad Philosophy, episode 90, recorded on May 11th, 2011. Squeeze Stravaganza. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, bad philosophy. Upsetting the balance of reality, one rabbit trail, form squeeze, or foodication at a time. Uh, joining us once again on the show are a couple of mainstays. Uh, we're back after a way too long hiatus for a number of reasons, uh, particularly the fact that Kevin Saunders, what, what, is now graduated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I now have a master's degree. Although, technically, I don't have it until August, but that's only paperwork, so... Oh, yeah, you know, pff, just as that, far as that whole really diploma counts. thing. I mean, it's just well, a I did. Scroll. I did cross the stage, and, you know, they handed me an empty folder. Mm. But they handed <laughs> an empty folder to everybody, that's so... That's about as official as it gets these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets an empty folder. Yeah, everybody does. Um, yeah. With, In the near honors, future, my any, thesis any... will be available online for anybody to read because that'll kill a lot of time. Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it. How, what, uh, what was the final tally, page-wise? Um, including the appendices? Mm, sure. The appendices are easily three-quarters of the actual thesis. <laughs> um, Wait. <laughs> is that... Well, okay, here, the thing is my... My thesis was about three plays that I wrote. Okay. And so I have to include the three plays in my thesis. Ah, okay. Otherwise, you know, there's nothing there. Right. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, I'm referencing an unpublished work. And so I published the plays in the thesis itself. Oh, so So, it's kind of, it's self-referential, literally. It is. Well, about, (laughs) uh, you know, by the time I get to the third chapter, all I'm doing is referencing my own work. Wow. Um, I start off, I I explain, I I give a little bit of history of Joan of Arc, who my my plays are about, um, and then I sort of get into the theoretical stuff, who I'm using for theory, explain their stuff, and then literally by the, by the last chapter of three, I'm pretty much referencing the plays entirely. And so it's all, you know, Appendix C, this page, mm. you know, all that sort of stuff. So total page count on one of my drafts, I have a couple different versions for various reasons, is 282 pages. Dang. Now, the thesis is 51 pages. Whew. Okay, well, that, that's, that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, like it's, you know, it's 12 point really double long, spaced, right? Uh, pa- uh, space and a half. Space and a half. Um, yeah. You, you get away with that? Oh, yeah, I guess. That, I no, guess it, you're okay. required to have space and a half or single space, actually. Oh, um, okay. Because the, the reason double space used to be used was because these were typescripts that would be printed out. Yeah. And double space reads better on a page. Whereas on the screen, uh, space and a half or single space reads just fine. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, I'm looking forward to the to the uh, captivating read. Yeah, I don't know if it'll interest many people, but oh, that's okay. Do you do you at some point mention the uh, infamous Wishbone episode, Bone of Arc? Uh, no, that was I was. That's not one of the ones I reference. Although um, I do reference Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. So there's that. <laughs> As, it is as in my any good academic work should. <laughs> it is. It is in my bibliography. I have some weird stuff in my bibliography. I'm looking forward to um, it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also joining us is uh, the venerable Kiki Cannon, although I don't believe that she has recently completed a thesis on anything other than uh, exotic painkilling drugs. It's not exotic. It's one of the most prescribed painkilling drugs out there. Oh, okay. Damn it. Um, exotic, mundane, mundane painkilling drugs? Oh, it's anything but mundane. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking about this because when I told you that I might be high for this episode, it hit me just how many times I've told you that. <laughs> yeah. And I um, was like, try like every time. To this podcast <laughs> is going to think that I'm like the biggest crazed druggy loser. Well, considering this is the only interaction I ever have with you, I already think that. <laughs> Sorry, Kiki. It, it, is a, uh, it is a valid. It is a valid stance to have. Uh, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah, as they say. You know, <clears> I don't mind being thought of as a druggy loser. Yeah. Actually, I, I, have you even gotten a chance to make a first impression? <laughs> have I? I have I any of us? Has God? Anyways. I, <laughs> One day we will meet each other all in person and it will just be really weird and awkward. Agreed. Uh, and if it's not, we will make it weird and awkward. Yay! Oh, so, I am excellent at making anything weird and awkward. Oh, and, and speaking of weird and awkward, we've got some extremely weird and awkward questions on uh, on today's uh, show because we're pretty much getting to... weird and awkward, how about that segue? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. but... <laughs> though, Kevin, it is one of his better segues. You hey, I, you know, I, I work with what you give me, uh, and sometimes I just <laughs> make up stuff when you don't give me anything. Either way, it's, it's always <laughs> our fault. It's not the fact that you constantly make a pathetic segue. One ever. way or another, we eventually make it around to whatever topic I feel like talking about at that particular moment. So, <laughs> fighting it is is truly futile. Uh, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're on episode 90, everybody. We've, we've made it 90% of the way to episode 100, and uh, we just <laughs> might make it this year, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's, it could happen. Uh, that zero at the beginning may, long, may no longer be superfluous. <laughs> well, we could start you know, doing double episodes, you know, do two a week. You, know, you realize what has to while. happen. When we make it to episode 100, I'm going to add another zero. Yeah, <laughs> that'll screw up everything. It will. <laughs> you realize at this rate, let's see, it's it's taken us three years to get to episode 100, so it will take us 30 years to make it to episode 1,000. Uh, yeah, I don't think podcasts <laughs> will exist 30 years in the future. We will yeah. be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear my us. podcast on vinyl, little kid? <laughs> I swear I remember when holograms were... Freaking new nowadays! No, I, don't know. I can't. I can't even no, pretend speaking, to know what technology will Speaking of will like exist. when I was a when I was your age thing, me and a friend of mine, he, uh, him and his wife have a connect, mm -hmm. which I am in love with now. Uh, Dance Central, right? Uh, I have played Dance Central, but also I'm very into connect sports, which I did not think I was going to be. Hmm. But man, some connect bowling, some connect boxing. I'm really good at the boxing. Okay. But, Never uh, would have guessed that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a violent I mean, person. You, you are a woman, Kiki. I mean, as as has been uh, scientifically proven throughout the ages, women just suck at sports, especially contact sports. <laughs> hey, so, I beat my friend. He was. Well, like, if it's man, a virtual I, contact sport, there's no actual contact. There's no precedent for that. Oh, he has a point. 
So my, my friend, he was like, so he was like man, I, I have all this, all this uh, real life experience in boxing. This is going to be great. And then I totally kicked his ass. Like it oh, was, it was completely different. Yeah. Some, yeah I, I don't imagine boxing experience makes one a good virtual boxer. No, um, flailing However, experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the, the other best, hand. The best thing about the connect though, is it makes me feel like a Jedi. <laughs> Because every time you have to select something, you have to just move your hand in a certain pattern mm. or to a certain place. And like Dance Central, you always have to like swipe your hands in these like complicated moves to get it to to select, you know, yeah. various things. And I'd like it makes me feel like a Jedi. It's like being a little kid and always like secretively waving your hand when you go up to the to any like automatic door in the supermarket or something. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. I don't make it a <laughs> I, I secret. Still, yeah, I still it. do that. I still Open do that. Sesame. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, um, now that we've gone completely down that rabbit trail, uh, coming back, the the reason I originally segued us into the whole episode ninety thing is because we're going to celebrate by making it a complete form squeeze episode or a form squeezification, if you will. Uh, we have a lot of good questions in here, actually, and uh, some of them relate to topics that we have wanted to discuss for a little while, so I guess we're just going to dive into it. Uh, and I want to kind of start out with a, um, a, rel- a piece of relatively recent news. We don't often cover current events, but this one kind of, you know, screamed, cover me. Uh, <laughs> The reason you you gotta you gotta face up to the reason we don't cover current events. Though, um, yeah, so we we <laughs> because don't by the time we get to... around to it, yeah, it's, it's already like true. three news cycles. Our Christmas ago. episode comes up by mid February if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I still haven't posted the South by Southwest episode. It's edited and everything. I just <laughs> I haven't. I posted a, a thing that said coming soon, and I should have put a I little asterisk can. by the soon that said. About a month from now. <laughs> if Coming whenever like the hell Stephen feels exactly. like it. But, you know, we're, we're relatively timely on this. I mean, what was it, two and a half weeks ago or so that, yeah, uh, like that. that a, a cracked team of, uh, of Modern Warfare 2 trained military personnel from the, uh, from the U.S. Uh, infiltrated Pakistan and um, basically shot up the suburbs in a um, daring attempt and actually success to kill... The most wanted man in the world, Osama bin Laden. Uh, shot through the eye, dumped in the sea, uh, victory for America, mm, yeah, and all that good stuff. <clears throat> um, I don't know if y'all saw it, but there, on The Daily Show they had a clip of uh, this, this one college student partying outside the White House on uh, Osama night, or whatever we want to call it. <laughs> uh, it basically said that. Call it a Sunday. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that, that one Sunday pre- evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was like, I've got five finals in the morning, but I'm not studying because cause we just killed Bin Laden. Yay! And then, like, everybody starts cheering. And it's like, yeah. No, the, Screw the, the educational system. Part, the saddest part of that clip is if you watched the, the Colbert Report, uh, you saw the rest of the clip. Oh, yeah. Which he was talking to uh, Geraldo Rivera. Oh, yeah. Who is still trying to pretend... He's relevant. He's relevant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which he hadn't been in twenty years. Like yeah. he, he, he freaking opened that that uh, that safe, you know, like Capone's safe or whatever it was mm. supposed to be. And like the second that happened, his career just dive bombed. But anyway, um, God, that's an old reference. 
It is. Yep. <laughs> so you were saying about the rest anyway, of the clip. <laughs> um, he, uh, he, he told the kids, he was like, yeah, I remember I had finals to take the morning after the moon landing. My professor still made us take them. How horrible was that? <laughs> Wow. These like drunk partying kids are like, we landed on the moon? What? When did that happen? (laughs) Before you were born. Way before. We've never been back. Yep. Um, But so anyway, we killed the guy. And we have a question about it. Is it ever morally acceptable to take another person's life, say, Bin Laden? Uh, kind of slightly related to it. Do you think it's right that the U.S. perceives the killing of bin Laden as a victory? These are obviously related questions, but they, they bring up different moral problems. Um, for one, like, is it actually okay to kill somebody at any point? The other, is it okay to celebrate that? Is it okay to you know, kind of relish in that, that killing? Because um, John Stewart particularly uh, exemplified the whole, like, we're really happy about this, and we're okay being really happy about this point of view, uh, yeah, as did the people really who partied in front of the White House. Um, which, you know, okay, it's, it's justice, right? So this guy is the figurehead behind the organization that plotted the 9-11 attacks, and we've been after him for a really long time. Uh, after so many years doesn't really feel like killing him makes the world safer. I mean, there are a lot of bad guys out there still, and he was pretty much just a hermit in a house. And, you know, if, if you take the retributivist point of view on justice, was really killing one guy worth it? Um, I, say, I, I think, if, if I can answer the first question, the, sure. um, is it ever morally okay to kill someone? And I think there are certain situations, but they are not this situation. Hmm. You think we should have um, tried him? I I don't think we should have killed him. Um, I don't think we should have killed him before or after a trial. I think we should have captured him and thrown him in one of our secret jails for a long time and said, hey, we've got him. Yep, he's still in a secret jail. Um, yep, his life sucks. Well, but, I mean, granted, he was... Let, let's just put it in perspective here. He was living in a house in Pakistan under with, with seven eight foot high walls uh, surrounded by armed uh, guards. Actually, more like sixteen. Okay, sixteen yeah. high foot high walls with armed guards, uh, boarded up windows, no internet or telephone access. Um, how is that different from Guantanamo? <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you how it's different. No torture. Yeah. Okay. Well, well that too. It and is its he own. Had his own pot garden. Oh he wow! He had his own marijuana garden. Um, so, awesome. Because uh, yeah. there's really nothing else to do other than exactly. smoke weed and watch old VHS tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, if the pictures are be believed. Yeah. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with with Kevin. Um, he, uh, to borrow a phrase from Eddie Izzard, he was a mass murdering head, and now he got <laughs> shot in the eye and dumped in the ocean. So that's fun. So he got what he deserved, right? I mean, he got that, less than he going? deserved. I'm, I, see, I'm, I'm still, I'm one of those people who is actually against the death penalty. Um, so, like the the moral situations where I'm okay with with killing someone is is those true self defense situations, wherein if I don't kill this person right now, he is going to kill me or someone I love. Right. Um, and so. 
Obama, uh, Obama, excuse me, that's a bad slip of the Whoa. tongue. Osama, a, I'm not the first coin. one that does it. Everybody, I, put a coin in the slip jar. Everybody has been doing it. Everybody has, <laughs> um, which okay. is a problem. You just, you just say bin Laden. Yeah. Don't even bin go Laden. for the Osama thing. Just there we Laden. go. Bin Laden um, was not a direct threat to anybody at the moment that someone jumped in and shot him. Right. Um, he was an abstract threat, but... He was an abstract fact because he was a figurehead and he kept releasing videos that said, you know, we're going to kill you all. And then people would kill people. But if you remove that, again, if you stick him in a locked 8 by 10 cell for the rest of his natural life, feeding him, you know, bread and cheese, the threat is neutralized mm -hmm. to the extent that it is now after we've killed him. And now, but now we're responsible for another death as a country. Uh -huh. you know, and yet we're pretty damn happy about it. <laughs> See, the thing is, I don't I, think I, I don't think as many people are. I think a lot of people on the internet are very excited about it. Hmm. But in my actual conversations with people out and about, it's been sort of well, okay, yeah, but nothing's going to change. That's, that this, was my this, first thought. It was like, oh, all right, figurehead. of course, nothing's going to going to change. But it's the same kind of it's the the waking sleeping giant again. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of a proof of, you know what, you can run and you can hide, but eventually there's going to be a team of highly, <laughs> highly trained people who are going to show up and fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean... However many millions, billions, or trillions of dollars it now, takes to now, do so. <laughs> now, listen, now listen, just because I say that I'm for, you know, us going in and getting Baladin, that doesn't mean. I mean, I am. I am relatively pro death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm. I'm for abortion. I don't think it's a, morally a sin or a crime or whatever. Um, you know, I am for suicide, doctor-assisted suicide. You know, if that's your choice, it's your life. Um, and I'm for you know death penalty where we have you know really solid evidence. I mean, I'm mm. for this, like, you know, people in jail getting, like, 20 years to, you know, see if the DNA exonerates them and stuff before we pull the plug. But, you know, I'm, I'm, to me, life is not a sacred thing. Well, yeah, but life is, here's life the deal. is a circumstance that is what you make it. And if you use it to be a mass murdering crackhead, then I am all for some guys busting in and taking you out. So, so there are a couple of, of uh, the, the distinction here, and I kind of want to put it in a, a law or a, a philosophical context, is between uh, preventionism and uh, retributivism. The two, these are two theories of punishment. Uh, because really, mm -hmm. we're talking about punishment in this case. Osama yes. did something... Yeah punishable by, you know, some, some sort of um, law, right? Um, so, so in this, the case of retributivism, it basically says uh, for a uh, punishment is retributive in the sense that 
when you commit a crime, you must uh, pay some sort of uh, debt. Like there's a uh, there's a debt to be owed, either in the form of uh, a life sentence or in the form of payment or in the form of your life being taken. Like if you take a life, your life should be taken. Or if you take mm-hmm. five lives, your life should be taken, that sort of thing. Um, five times. <clears throat> right. You should be killed five times. Uh, which actually, you know, comes up in a fair number of sci-fi novels, you know, where people get like revived and killed and revived. See, that's, and for, that's but, the real reason we should be on the transhumanism bus. That <laughs> right. Way, so that we like, can kill people more times. Just, yeah. Come <laughs> Kill him, you know, 3,000 plus times for every single person that I think died. they did that in Stargate. <laughs> the, the Gould would, would do that. They would, like, yeah, kill somebody, the, the, rejuvenate the them. Yeah, the Gould did that for yeah. a while, the um, Jack, yeah. So then the, the other theory is is that punishment is preventative. So you you punish someone, you either, you know, kill them or, or have them form a life sentence or, uh, you know, have, to, have them pay something as a, you know, not only to prevent them from doing something in the future, but as a demonstration to others that this is not something to be tolerated, like something bad will happen to you if. Uh, but it's it's sort of the distinction, again, between consequentialism and deontology, between forward-looking and backward-looking theories of ethics. Mm-hmm. Like, in in their, your case, Kevin, you're very much a forward-looking. Like, what is this going to do for us in the future? You know, does killing bin Laden do anything for America? Does it make us safer? Does it prevent him from doing anything? Does it, et cetera, et cetera. Kiki, you're looking at it more from a deontological perspective, where it's like there is a debt to be paid, this guy did something wrong, and therefore the right thing to do is to punish him in some way, you know, either through killing or torture, or, you know, killing a dozen times, you know, stringing him up by his organs, whatever, um, to make him pay the price, you know. Uh, well, and- I think that my view is, is both. I, um, I disagree how? with Kevin that he proved absolutely no threat. Possibly he proved less of a threat by being in hiding. But the what idea... I'm saying, if we captured him and and locked him away forever, that would be as little of you a know, threat and, as he is right now. Yes. And I would I would have also been pleased by that outcome. Hmm. But but not as know, much and, as the fact that we shot him through the eye and dumped him in the ocean. You know, there's just such a nice thing to have a president of the United States come on and say, hey, uh, remember that dude that uh, killed a bunch of people? We, um, yeah, sent him some guys, boom, headshot, dump him in the ocean, what you gonna do about it, you know? Yeah, (laughs) peace out. Yeah, that's kind of of a badass move. So I kind of liked it for the theatricality, because, you know, but... I would have been, I, I do believe I would have been just as pleased if we'd have, you know, captured him and had those, you know, weird Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and, you know, uh, Saddam Hussein pictures of, like, stripping him down for lice and mm. him looking really haggard and stuff. I, I mean, I think it would have it would have done the same thing. I don't know. Um, I, I felt about the same way after the Bin Laden announcement as I did after the Hussein uh, capture and assassination, or, or execution, I guess. Execution. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, ambivalence. It's sort of like this guy has done what he did, and, you know, we're, okay, we're killing him. Great. Whatever. Um, the world is going to be about the same whether he's here or not because he's we, we've removed all of the means for him to do anything. Uh, in the case of Osama, I mean, he was 
not making uh, very high-level calls anymore. He wasn't actively involved in uh, Al-Qaeda the same way he was during 9-11. Mm-hmm. In essence, he was a different person. You know, he was he was not uh, Hitler at command of the of the Nazi army. That's that's not who he was. You know, he had. Well, no, it's kind of like I mean, it's it felt I felt sort of bad for the guy. I mean, we we essentially shot fish in a barrel there. Uh, you know, the the there was no. It wasn't fair. <laughs> um, and and granted, I'm not I'm not justifying what what he did at all. But I'm just saying like. The whole the whole reason behind killing him, the whole motivation was let's keep this guy from from killing any more people. And I'm pretty sure we did that with the whole war in Afghanistan itself. And killing him was you know it's a footnote. It's a footnote to the whole war. It wasn't it wasn't worth the lives we lost to get there, in my opinion. Uh, now see, I'm thinking that I'm saying me personally that. We did not go to war to get Bin Laden. Mm-hmm. We went to war for other spurious reasons that I can't even comprehend the stupidity. Yeah, of. yeah. I am against us being over there. I'm against us. I was against it from the beginning. I'm against it now. Um, I am always for, you know, if we wanted Bin Laden, if we wanted members of Al Qaeda, that's why we have people like SEAL Team 6. <laughs> that, you know, that is what they are trained for. We were not going to war against a country, yeah. you know. I we're mean, going to war is, against people, organizations, we're, groups. We're, we're yeah. going, and and I'm, you know, there's a lot of you know thing about the constitutionality of this and all, but I think it's it's kind of one of those things that you know I'm not sure the the founders could have really envisioned this kind of a warfare playing field, you know. Mm. I well, mean, where you have, have. <laughs> small groups that can achieve this global kind of, you know, it's not centralized in one country or, mm-hmm. you know, one location. So you can't really say, you know, Al-Qaeda is not just in Pakistan. So you can't say, oh, we're going to go bomb Pakistan because, you know, maybe they were complicit in some stuff, but it's not the country as a whole that's coming to get us. Hmm. So I think that's that's why we have developed these targeted strikes. We didn't need to go to war with Pakistan. We no. needed to send in some guys and shoot a guy in the head and leave. And yet that's Pakistan's still do. pretty upset about that, and rightly so, because even though well, we, we did it based on their intelligence. I think that, that now people understand that they were either complicit or just completely incompetent. Yeah. It really makes them look bad. <laughs> it does, one way or another. And they're angry about that. <laughs> yeah, and well. they're angry that we've shown them up, that we did a thing that they were either unwilling or unable to do. So uh, any last words on the subject, Kevin? I'm kind of ready to, uh, to move on. Uh, yeah, I made, I, I made my point. I okay. don't think we should be celebrating it, but cool. that's not going to stop us from doing so. You know what we should celebrate? A&W root beer plus cran grape equals approximately Welch's grape soda. Have you discovered any others? Um, <laughs> um, Coke I Zero. Like- I understand it. It's another form squeeze. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going in order. You threw that one out of Yeah, nowhere. I just, I, I kind of, you know, I do that sometimes just to, just yeah. to mix it up. Um, the only thing that I've seen that kind of does that, and I, I don't know, about that particular combination, mm-hmm. but Coke Zero and vanilla vodka tastes <laughs> a lot like vanilla Coke Zero. 
<laughs> I think this that's kind of cheating. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. But that is a type of cheating of which I can thoroughly approve. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, when I, I want to try I, something other than beer, that's something I've gone to on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that vodka and orange juice approximately equals an incredibly happy Kiki. (laughs) (laughs) That's word. Uh, I don't even, I don't have one to add to that. That just, that came so far out of left field. I have no idea. Um, Oh, here's, here's a good one. It's, it's sort of, it's a serious question. That's kind of show related that I should definitely um, address. Uh, Can you transcribe some of your episodes? So hard of hearing people can enjoy them. So here's the deal. <laughs> we, we actually did look we into to. this. We really, really want to. Uh, we looked into this possibility uh, about a year ago uh, when I had a lot of free time and no job and had just graduated college. And uh, there, are, there are a few services out there that offer um, transcription, like automated transcription, uh, although it's not truly automated. They all use what's called uh, Amazon's Mechanical Turk, which we, I think, have already talked about on an episode. We might have even talked about this before. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, it was going to be prohibitively expensive to transcribe each episode, something on the order of $100 per episode to do a transcription. Uh, And now, like, hours-wise, devoting to it, I would have to spend as much time as I do volunteering at Goodwill, uh, plus, you know, any time that I spend relaxing from work, uh, doing this sort of uh, manual transcription. And uh, we, we put it out there for our fans, if anybody wanted to, to do that, uh, for them to be able to transcribe the episodes. And we're still open to it. Like, if you, if you happen to email us, like, a transcription of an episode or two, we will more, we'd be more than happy to put those on the website. Like, if you just get an afternoon where you're like, I really loved... Uh, metanoids, and I want to make a transcription of it. Awesome. Uh, if you say who said what, and it's in a pretty good format with time codes, preferably, but you know, that's okay. We understand. Uh, we will totally put that up there. And, uh, and we realize that this is an issue. We want to do it. It's just not economically uh, feasible for us to do so at the moment. But thank you for, However, for expressing it. Hmm? If somebody wants to, uh, to donate money, for this, I, I will I will work as BF's personal transcriptionist yeah. for a very very minimal fee. Of uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, 10 how about bucks an episode? Ten bucks an episode. You you do realize that that puts you at like pov- way below poverty wage, dude. An, an episode, an hour long episode, probably take about eight hours to transcribe. To transcribe. Yeah. So. This I'm is this to, is the problem. Transcribing stuff, though, I don't mm, know. Well, okay. Um, let's let's set it at okay. If anybody wants to pay Kiki fifty dollars an episode, <laughs> there we go. Um, I'm that, I'm high, so yeah. I'm not really in in position to to make any good business deals. To make okay, any good business, I understand. Deals. We'll uh, we'll help you out on that front. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Fifty dollars $50 an episode to pay Kiki, or you know, if you want to do it on your own, we will be. Ex- extremely grateful like because if, if, if each fan you know contributes like an episode and i know we have a lot of fans out there um it's not a lot of work it's maybe five or six hours to do one pick your favorite transcribe it and we'll put it up there uh, and you'll be doing our hard of hearing potential listeners a huge favor so and we really do i mean this is something that is i mean should be done yeah but it's not something that's 
feasible? I mean, we've actually had this question since I was still at tech. Mm. Like, that's how long ago people have been bringing this up. Um, and there's not an easy way to deal with it. The problem is the, the largest podcasts like This Week in Tech, MacBreak Weekly, you know, everything on the Twit Network, they, those, those folks have fan bases of thousands. So, and they make money. And they make a lot of money. And I'm pretty sure they pay people to do the transcriptions, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm not totally sure. Somehow, most of their episodes are transcribed with detailed time codes. So somebody out there really loves them and devotes a lot of hours to transcription. So we just don't have a big enough fan base yet. Or maybe we've just never put it out there that, hey, we would appreciate somebody doing this. So if, uh, yeah. if you, if you, you get the, the urge, please do. Even more than, than the transcription, I, I would like to put out to our fans a challenge. Oh, boy. <laughs> Every single fan can find us one more new fan. You gotta know somebody <laughs> Actually, that this... wants to listen to us ramble. And we... I do I do this all the time. You know mm-hmm. this, Steven. I do this all the time for other people. So I'm not doing anything I wouldn't do. You have no idea how many people only listen to Jonathan Colton because I told them to, or only watch certain T V shows because I <laughs> sat them down and forced them, you know? Yeah, I but, only wish, listen to Jonathan Colton because Kevin told me to. Uh, yes, in, in true. In complete honesty, like, that is pretty much the only reason why I ever listen to anything of his, so, yeah. yeah um, and, 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 and that's actually good. good point, Kiki. This has been a challenge for a while, uh, at least 20 episodes, which, you know, so about a year. <laughs> yeah. We've kind of plateaued. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. I don't think we've plateaued yet. We, we haven't. We're still, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm talking about a pattern in that in that in the past 20, the past year or so, mm-hmm. we've not gained any new listeners. Yeah. So we're on a plateau. Now, there might be a big hill at the end of the plateau that we just haven't gotten to yet. But we haven't gotten there. Mm-hmm. And it's there was a complicated geological message. Yeah. yeah. Is it is the is the ground below us um, striated uh, sufficiently? Is, to, is I, this I don't know. <laughs> Can we dig like a geothermal well and like we're, mine we're, the the fan support upon which we're walking right now? <laughs> For extra, I can't. Okay, analogy. Okay, we're, we're, we're going to Before we move on to the next question, it just hit me, listeners. I am only high because I had a tooth pulled out of my head today. Oh yeah, I guess we never said why. <laughs> yeah, I never said why. I will get around to it eventually. Yeah. It'll start somewhere. But no, I had I had dental surgery this morning. I had a tooth pulled out of my head. You know, I now have a giant gap. <laughs> why was my... there a pause there? Uh, <laughs> What? She's high. Give her a break. Okay. I had a tooth pulled out of my head. (laughs) It took me a minute to remember where teeth are. Okay. Well, unless you have teeth somewhere else, which would be disturbing. There is that rumor. um, I can tell you it's categorically uh, not true. Not true at all. Anyway, oh, oh here's it. Can here's you it. watch again, again, and never get sick of? Yeah. I want to do that one. Mm-hmm. Go, Kevin. Go. Okay, Mystery Men. It's not a great movie by any means. I know it probably by heart, <laughs> but it is one that I can throw in the D- DVD and will always love. Um, I don't know why. It's got. It does have one of my favorite actors, William H Macy, who mm. is one of the best actors of all time. That's Love an objective him. statement of fact. Yes. And 
It's got Ben Stiller before he was really Ben Stiller and Hank Azaria and Love him. La, uh, Janine Garofalo and mm. Kel Mitchell, the one from Keenan and Kel that didn't end up on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for yeah. obscure reference quarterly. <laughs> um, but um, it, is, it is a movie about a bunch of misfit heroes. Um, Jeffrey Rush plays the bad guy. Mm. Um, way underrated when it came out. I loved it immediately and have loved it ever since. Oh, and it has Mark Hamill. No. no. Yes. It Doesn't wasn't. it? What? No? No. no. Yes. No. You're, you're, you're no. Insane. What? Go hit IMDb. I guarantee mm. Mark Hamill is nowhere in that book. If Mark Hamill is in this, I will give you $3. Okay. I, I have my Venmo address ready. Uh, yeah. Eddie Izzard's in it. I could have told you that. Eddie Izzard he, is great. Yeah. He okay. plays Tony P. Tom Waits is in it for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but Mark, Mark Campbell is not no. in it. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. No, is what Mark Campbell's in that. No, yeah. definitely not. Um, are you thinking of comic book movie? He's maybe it, no. Maybe I, I am thinking of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I'm sorry. <sighs> he also played the Joker on like. Yeah. By the TV way, you didn't make the uh, the vet the bet via directional, so uh, I don't owe you three dollars. I I <laughs> I'm okay with that. You were. I was. I was making a point. So I had nothing to lose, really, by making that allegation. Yeah. Kevin, please hold me accountable. <laughs> Fine, you give know. me three dollars. No, it's too late. We already. The bet's You're still over. wrong. I haven't become writer in the past no, few seconds. But you could have made money off me. Ah. <sighs> I could have made three dollars. Hey, well, I feel sorry for you. The next time I see you, I'm going to give you three dollars because that just ah, uh, you should have. You <laughs> okay, fine. Me. Give me three dollars. <laughs> I guess I win. Yay! <laughs> if it's out of pity or out of winning, either way, I'm three dollars <laughs> richer. Some in the future. Yeah, maybe I'll just buy you a Starbucks scone. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, so, anyways, uh, next, movie. my my. You guys, no, no, you guys uh, have to answer. Steven. It. Hmm. You have to answer. Why? Oh, yeah. That's why I was, I was about to do that. Yeah. Um, quite honestly, quite honestly, Bill and Ted. And the first one? Yeah, the first one. And, and they're about to make another one. Like, it's just, they are. It's, it's in pre-production. It's stupid enough to be funny, but it's not so stupid that, that it's completely devoid of entertainment value. So, and there's, there's something new to see every time you watch it. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Kiki, yours. Reanimator. Oh yeah, the uh, Jeffrey Combs, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Love me still, some Jeffrey Combs. Still haven't seen it. It's on my list. Oh my god! I'm gonna kill you. Well, now that I have a decent internet connection, I'm gonna be downloading a ton of movies, and Yay! that is definitely gonna be one of them. Oh, just um, get Netflix. Th- uh, um, through Netflix, of course. I um, completely legally. Actually, I, I fully, everything. I fully stand behind Netflix. Netflix yeah. is. Amazing, amazing service. Is Reanimator on Netflix? Um, uh, if it's no, I'm not, not on, sure. I'll look. It's not on streaming, but I, they do have the disc. Oh, so. what's, what's with that? I don't, I don't have a disc drive in my computer. You don't own a DVD drive? Well, I do, but it's in a Dell that I use for other things. and Porn. No, <laughs> are you kidding? That thing can't even play YouTube. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, no, porn on YouTube? of course not. I, I don't do porn. <laughs> Sorry. That would no, expand I have a, our fan base. <laughs> what? Oh, 
if you did porn. So, well, <laughs> no, I was thinking if anybody out there feels like writing slash fic based on the oh, BF. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a challenge we don't need to be known about. Actually, this is a challenge I've received from you before, and I just never did it. You never, yeah, so Kiki. Oh, yeah. um, it just made me feel weird. I don't know. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> like, like when we were just kind of like, like casually fainted, I, yeah. I, I was like, okay, but yeah. now that we're like friends, I just feel weird about well, it. Well, I feel like our fan base is probably distant enough from from yeah, our but you know, I would the actual totally, people. I would totally second that challenge, though. Mm-hmm. I, I have always wanted to be like so in, pick, a, in a fic, like have fic written of me. This is why yeah. I want my own fan base. Pick two or three or, you know, five yeah. or hell, you know, 12 people who have uh, been on the show at, at any point. Um, even for a few seconds, that counts. And, uh, you know. Subjected at least 12 other people to this. <laughs> Oh, we've had, um, we, well, back we've in the had, day, we had a regular rotating panel. Yeah, we've had probably good 30 different people on the show mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. at, at any given time. So, um, Anyways, <laughs> so we've gone through the movie thing. Let's, uh, let's see what else we got on here. <clears throat> um, oh, sort of another kind of house cleaning-ish uh, thing, which we should probably save to the end. Yeah, let's, I'll save that one to the end. Okay. Um, I just, I like this question that's not really a question, that's more of a series of questions. Uh, is God willing to prevent evil, but not able? Then he is not omnipotent. Is he able, but not willing? Then he is malevolent. Is he both able and willing? Then whence cometh evil? Is he neither able nor willing? Then why call him God? Epicurious. Or Epicurus. Did we do an episode about this? Yes, we did. Uh, it just sort okay. of it summarizes in a few sentences what took us an hour to say. So, <laughs> was yeah. that a quote from somebody or um, like, yes. like yeah, Epicurus? Okay. <laughs> Epicurus. Uh, well, yeah. good for the actual professional philosophers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> also, proof that uh, atheists have been winning since uh, whenever BC that yeah. happened. Um, here's another uh, another question that's personally directed to me, and uh, I'm only answering it because they asked me for a legit answer. I mean, if that hadn't been on the end, oh, I would just God. I would have just deleted the question. Well, uh, yeah, and we're going to answer it for you dirty. as well. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to we're all going to answer it, even though it's just directed at you. Okay, yeah. uh, but y'all are going to answer first. All right. Why is Stephen Torrance slash Captain Valor so damn cute and handsome? Cute and handsome. Cute and handsome. Um, I'm going to start that one over. Why is Stephen Torrance slash Captain Valor so eloquent in his speech that he never, ever, ever makes a mistake while reading? Uh, without the because beard, Because you're delusional. That's why. <laughs> without the beard, of course. Just saying. Smiley face. Can you give a legit answer to that smiley face? Number two. Uh, I think Kevin so. should go first. Hormone injections. Um, no comment. Kiki. (laughs) Um, it's mostly because in his videos, he uses a a very small, single frame, uh, subliminal messaging that makes you think he's cute. Damn it, why'd Uh, you have to reveal my secret? (laughs) I've seen pictures of Steven before he, you know, does this process and, uh, it's 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 truly just a train wreck. I've so, seen him in person. I put he kind of looks like Matt Morrison, <laughs> but you know, without any hair. No, I put I put interstitial frames of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in there. That's why. 
No, if I, you did that, I would never watch your videos. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have um, people say you actually look like that guy from Glee, as they put it. That oh, I doesn't everybody on Glee look like me, or vice versa, or something? Well, well mostly yeah. they're mean Matt Morrison, the guy with butt chin. Yeah. Right. The isn't he? Didn't he like cheat on somebody, get somebody else pregnant, or both, or something no. like? Or is I he gay? Watch the show. I don't, I don't even. I can't. I've like awesome. watched a few, and I, I cannot keep track of no, who's straight. No, he's in the or, show. Yeah. Like, no, oh, okay. it's the you... show. The teacher, dude. Yeah. Oh, the no, teacher. Good. Oh, that yeah. guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't see it, Although, but I, I know you really believe well. that you look like Matt Morrison. If I don't I look see like teachers yeah. that that have the same like ripped abs and pecs. That's mm. that's the only thing that you I know. Like. I still haven't done a topless interpretation. See, Steven Chan's trying to get, you know. Yeah. I'm working on your side, man. Come Maybe on. I should just do some, like, random 90s backstreet. Steven, I've sync. been topless in one of your videos. <laughs> you, yet you that's, haven't. That's true. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you blocked it out, more likely. Yeah. It's, uh, it was just no, the 1st of May again. Happy, happy 1st of May anniversary. Um, yeah. 2nd May anniversary. Wow, that I was know. over two years ago, Kevin. That was over yep. two years ago, Kevin. Yep. That was over two years you keep ago. Keep saying it, it's still going to be two years ago. <laughs> wow. It oh, doesn't man. get less two years ago the more time. <laughs> In fact, every time it gets more two years ago than the well, last time. I graduated time. from college two uh, years ago. That's what freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any others in here? Let's see. And happy two years since I found out who the hell you were. So uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that video is the entire reason that all of this happened, which is kind of terrifying. So I think this might take us um, – oh, well, I want to get one out of the way real quick because it's just awesome. Uh, Professor Professorson, we agree. Just saying. <clears throat> I'm saying you could have used a question mark. But uh, I think they were just kind of like subliminally complimenting us, Kevin. So can you just – Okay, I'll yeah. take uh, it. Take also, also um, I'm confused. Something about gift horses. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, no, anyway, since, since uh, I think this might take us a little while to answer uh, thoroughly and completely, uh, we're going to give it a, a due amount of time here at the end uh, during the portion we normally devote to the whole form squeeze. But this uh, little form squeeze-a-thon is wrapping up, so we want to do it with sort of a meta form squeeze question. Could you please summarize the answers here? Here meaning the form squeeze or form spring or whatever we want to call it. Uh, as opposed to referring to an hour-long MP3 or at minimum point to the time code of the answer. Well, here's the deal. Um, normally we don't really remember where in an episode we answer something. And, you know, that would kind of require us to care during the editing well, process. I, 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 I understand the valid, I mean, the... the... Yeah. It's, the idea is important, but yeah. <clears throat> summarizing the answers I don't think is difficult because often we don't come up with a clear answer. We have a conversation about a question, which mm-hmm. I think is more yeah. interesting anyway. Ooh, so uh, how, how about this? Why don't just we do... say Just say all answers, you know, generally all answers are within the last 10 minutes of the episode. Yeah, generally. Like, but I think in this case, it would really help to have sort of an idea of where in the episode they are. Um, yeah. So I, I think the time code's an idea, a nice idea. Yeah, yeah. So what we'll do is, is let's um, like right now at the end of the episode, let's figure out kind of um, you know tweet length uh, summaries of each one of our our answers to these uh, to these questions, and then uh, I'll go back in after the editing process and add in a, a time code and say like answered in episode ninety uh, at this time with our little uh, answer, you know. 
kind of a summary of the answer. So uh, or first up, something funny instead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, or we one, could or we could spend time entertaining our our listeners. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just do that. Actually, screw the whole summary thing. I'll just say I'll just figure out something at the you end. You know, put in the, the time, time codes. Code I think and, yeah. I think that's a fair compromise okay. because yeah. Um, I mean, we do we do the we do the form squeeze to get people to listen to it and to have some interactivity. So if we put a summary in there, listening to the episode, yeah. you know, it's it's sort of a a, a looping yeah. system teaser. of some yeah. sort. It's a teaser of sorts. Uh, okay, well that's cool. So we actually uh, have now much. What you could do is mm-hmm. you could link to if you were really crazy, you could link to each question in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So people could actually read the question with all the bad grammar and spelling and things like that. Ooh, I, I, you know, I'll do that. I'll do that too. Uh, so, so then the, we complete the circle. Cool. Um, so uh, we have one more. Oh then. my god! Hmm? I just saw the most amazing thing ever. Oh boy! Did a pig fly back? Oreo, window? Ori- uh, it, unless this is photoshopped, and I apologize oh, if, it, oh, if it is. Oh, I saw this. The I new know what you're Oreos. Talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The triple double Oreo. The triple, uh, the triple double down double stuff, or triple stuff uh, double down. I don't triple, know. I, triple double Oreo is what they're triple calling Triple double it. Oreo. Yeah. Oh. I. Oh. Post, I think I just had a religious experience. Postify, right? postify that into the into the chat oh, room here. We will share oh. that with our audience. Why aren't they just selling the stuff in the <coughs> jar? I know, right? Um, they do. I mean, it's when, called when, Oreo flavored ice cream. <laughs> well, no, but that's ice cream. I want just the the concentrated sugar. The Oreos get in the way. Oh God! He wants he wants the flavored lard. You would get in a jar. so fat, so fast. Oh, I so would. Oh God! Triple double Oreo. Yeah, it's um. It's uh, for for those of you listening. Uh, it's like the it's, big Mac of Oreos. It's a uh, it's a. Uh, uh, or it's a cookie with a double stuffed uh, vanilla Oreo with a double Cream. stuffed chocolate Oreo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's like you got, you it's got, like you took a double stuffed chocolate and vanilla and fused them together. So you've got with a cookie in the middle, three cookies yeah. and two. Uh, cream layers. So you've got like cookie, cream, cookie, cream, cookie. Oh, I, I know, want some right? of these. Can I just buy these now? Well, you can. I mean, they're oh. they're real. No, I think it's. Well, are they actually? Um, well, it's it's like, coming out, out this summer, according to a news release I read. Oh man, <gasps> boy, um, this is the first so time I've actually Walmart been excited about like a food release. Soon. <laughs> this is like this man, is like an was... Apple rumor moment for food. <laughs> like, I no, feel like I'm getting I, getting I a love, you know sneak like, peek I, at something. I could not, I could not wait to try the the double stu- uh, the double down. Oh yeah. I could not, like, I I view food as a challenge. <laughs> woman like you versus know that food? show like Man versus Food. Yeah, you're a woman I would, versus I would food. totally be that if it weren't a man. You know, like yeah, I could totally do that show. Like I want. It's a pretty I fun guess, show. I desperately want to go to the heart attack cafe <laughs> um, and have a heart attack. Do they have the defibrillator have, like uh, under the table a or something? Bypass. Mm. Their mm. their burgers are like a single bypass double all the way to quadruple bypass, and yeah. they have a fruit fried bar oh. instead of yeah. It's just it's it's like a potato fixing bar, oh. but with fruit. Oh. and you can just have infinite French fries. While oh. You're there. oh. I Where, know, is this? Right? Where is oh, this wonderful like place? Arizona or something. Oh, um, it's not that far. I can drive there. 
Not without me, though. Okay. Meet me in Arizona, Kiki. Um, oh, so, folks, know, we're going right? to end the episode early. Uh, technical difficulties or some <laughs> Where's my wallet? Bye. Uh, <laughs> it's in Tempe, Arizona. Tempe, the Heart Arizona. Attack Grill. And oh. I will send you a video about it, which you can watch after we are done. Fantastic. And which our fans can watch, too, because I'll put it in the show. Notes. And which our fans will watch, and we will link to it. And have, but, a, yeah. have a virtual heart attack. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Man. Well, like, it's kind of like a Hooters type restaurant. They have like their their uh, their waitresses are in like sexy nurse outfits. Mm. When you come in, your order is put on like a a wristband, like a hospital wristband. <laughs> um, that's like where you get your order number and everything. And, like, oh man! See, well, that's that's one thing. But I'm I really care more about the food than the way the waiters dress or the the kitschy stuff like well, that. I, yeah. If I it's like, a decent burger, that's what matters. Oh, if you want to talk decent burger, Kevin, I have oh. got to take you to Hop Dottie here in Austin. Uh, once you once okay. you get here, yeah. I just I had to get that out before. Um, <clears throat> okay. Before I forgot about it. Uh, it's it's not too <laughs> kitschy, but it's got a good theme, and they have some of the best burgers in town. <clears throat> Anyways, okay. Um, I, that's pretty much all we have in the way of good form squeeze questions for this time. There's, I, there's a couple I, think, I think at one point we should just go and literally answer all of them, even the ones we don't want to answer. Even, yeah. Because um, we've some answered of these, some of these. One of like the um, what is it? The adult adult adolescent. I think I think we did that one. Did we answer that? Yeah, I think we did. So I'm just going to delete it. I like the one I about think... the best, best and worst television. Yeah. I think I've answered that too. Yeah. I feel like I wrote an essay long answer to that at some point in the past. Maybe yeah. it was just sci-fi shows. I think that's what it was. Best okay. sci-fi or something. Well, I have an opinion on that. I can write another essay long oh, answer at some point. So Speaking of sci-fi, rest in peace, Stargate Universe. The uh, the last Did it actually episode. Did because um, I watched the first couple episodes and was bored out of my mind. You know, it did get better. The last season, I would okay. say truly the last half season, was spectacular. Like, they really, they focused in on the parts of the show that made it good. They they did enough character development around the secondary characters that it didn't feel like every time we were getting the same story just from a different angle about the primaries. And the sci-fi actually got good. Like, they, they actually did some different stuff for a change. I've, I've started and... watching it again on Netflix because I only made it through the first half dozen episodes when it was on. Right. And so the first season and a half are on streaming, so I've been watching those. It's If you can get through the hump of like the middle of the series where they decided to cancel it, it's good. Like the, yeah. And the finale leaves it open, you know, for uh, for sci-fi to do a uh, yeah. made-for-TV movie like they did with they Stargate won't. SG-1. Uh, if you, you follow know. at sci-fi on Twitter, mm-hmm. he's very, like... And whatever, it's his job. Yeah. He's very negative about anything like that happening. Uh, whatever. Um, he's, he's not like, in charge. Well, well, he's like, it's not ours. You know, we don't have the rights to it. You know, it's up to MGM. And MGM is broke, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Um, so we're not the rights holders. We well, can't that, do anything it. means about it. that somebody can come along and buy the rights. I think... Could. Oh, how about this, man? What if Joss Whedon did? What I, if- Joss Whedon's busy making the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah let's, let's leave him to figure out who to kill off in the Avengers okay, movie. And, yeah. uh, you know, to be fair, Stephen, you've, we've had 17 years of Stargate from the movie Have to we? now. 17. Yeah. 17 years? I, I, the I movie got came to out in 1994. Holy mother of God. You're right. I don't so, know if I wow. told you, Stephen, but I got to meet um, Alexis Cruz, who played Skara. 
Oh man! And we we like we went out to dinner. It was great. Like with a big Seriously? group. It was yeah. Oh, that's so neat. He was one of my yeah. favorite characters. Like oh, I'm really. He's... He was the only person they kept from the uh, from the movie, I believe. A I was... sweet guy and and just a, a died in the wool geek man. Oh. We talked about his WoW guild <sighs> that he raids with and his his LARPing days and oh, comic books we liked and man, he is just. And he is writing, you will be happy to hear this, um, it's not like super known in the fandom, but he is writing, he's got the rights to continue Scar's story, okay. to go back and fill in the, the bits that were missing, kind of from when we see him, you know, between the movies and, right, and the right. SD1 episodes. So uh, there will be graphic novels coming out uh, relatively soon, probably by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. That that uh, he will be writing himself that continues Scar's story. And I've heard bits of what's going to be in them, and I can say that I think they're going to be absolutely epic. Cool. Well, so. I, it's it's good to hear that, that there is still a, a vibrant uh, series of people out there uh, creating with the, the intellectual property. So, yeah. I, I just, you know, it, it feels bad. I mean, there's no Stargate on TV. It's sort of like, I, I feel it was almost as epic as Star Trek, but not quite. It's it's definitely going to be up there in the uh, the, uh, the same category of, of series of series. I will give, I will give Stargate, uh, it has an honored place in my life because it's one of my four uh, reasons why I got a linguistics degree. Oh, cool. Um, Stargate, Star Trek. Uh, Klingon language, of course. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, any Tolkien work, I guess, and um, Sequest mm. were were my four inspirations for becoming. You know, still, a that's Sequest is the one of those that I still have not watched. You know, you should. It's it's very cheesy. Like, don't expect it to be like awesome grade A sci fi. It <laughs> does have Mark Hamill in it. Oh, like, you know? wow. Um, and all of it, all three seasons are streaming on Netflix. Oh, well, so, there you go. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm buying a I, Netflix subscription today then. It is, it is my favorite television show of all time. All right. Uh, and so, yeah, I would, I would highly recommend it to anyone as long as you don't expect like really dark, heavy sci fi. It okay. was 90s, early CGI, you know, the, the most Babylon CGI 5 style. <laughs> the most CGI intensive show, I think, um, until, until uh, Babylon 5 came on the air. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. There's a talking dolphin. It's, it's great. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I'm sold. Uh, before that, I, I just, I, I was kind of skeptical, but talking dolphins? Talking how dolphins. Could I, how could I not? I mean, There's that'll justify actually the a really a good right book there. series that has talking dolphins in it. Um, Hitchhiker's um, Guide to go the down Galaxy? This rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, it's, called the, um, it's called the Uplift Saga. Hmm. Um, I think the, the first one is called Star Tide Rising, I think. <laughs> Um, but the premise is that every intelligent species in the universe was made that way by another species who was more intelligent. Hmm. And so you would, you would. So it just turtles um, all the way up. <laughs> well, like like a a a race would find a non-intelligent race in their species, genetically modify them to the point of intelligence and then keep them as slaves for 10,000 years, and then they would be free to do the same thing. And it's sort of this, this chain of, of every 
species has a species before it, every species has a species before it, up to one mythical, theoretical species who sort of started this whole thing. Um, but then humans come along and seem to have evolved intelligence without any outside influence and kind of throw the whole system out of whack. <laughs> Um, and now humans have started uplifting their own species. They've made intelligent apes and intelligent dolphins. Um, so they, they kind of bribe their way into the system saying, well, we've uplifted somebody so we get to be into the society. But they're still looked down upon as some sort of natural aberration um, and nobody really likes them. Wow. That sounds awesome. And, That's, and the first uh... book, Star Tide Rising, um, I never finished it, but I need to, um, is about a human dolphin spaceship that crash lands on a water planet and stuff happens after that dude so look it up i may have to read that yeah you know i I I think we've got a new segment for the show Hmm? favorite sci-fi everybody everybody pimps their latest fandom okay cool (laughs) well i've got to get in on this action then um yeah go go for it or did i or did i start it with the stargate thing Maybe I don't know. I'll co- we'll okay. come full circle with it, whatever. Um, I just started on the recommendation of several people in the Twit Network, uh, Pandora's Star by Peter F. Hamilton. Fan-freaking-tastic bit of sci-fi this man can write, I swear. Um, I, I've been bogged down too much in the whole, uh, the whole Neil Stevenson type of sci-fi that's just laborious and has a very small payoff for a lot of investment. Peter F. Hamilton is the perfect balance of build-up to payoff. I, I mean, the man is a master of pacing, character development, uh, interwoven plot lines, uh, with just enough like hardcore sci-fi in there to make it interesting. Uh, and his, his first, it's the first in a series, I believe. Uh, Pandora's Star kind of sets up with a far future human race based on kind of our, our existing history line. Uh, where we have discovered wormhole travel for uh, faster than light. So we essentially open wormholes between worlds. It's sort of Stargate-y, except you don't actually need a gate. You can just open a wormhole in an arbitrary point in space. So we have the technology to do that and end up colonizing sort of a sphere of planets around Earth. And then we find a, a, a star that has been completely enclosed... Uh, in a what they call like a Dyson uh, shield, so it's sort of it's sort of a mashup of the whole Star Trek thing with uh, with a, a gate centric universe, but with a lot of of deep complexity that sets it apart. Um, the, the, and there's some truly truly alien uh, creatures, and and he just he really explores the idea of of how intelligences could develop uh, separately in the universe and interact with other intelligences. So, I really I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm about uh, halfway through the first book, and it's uh, oh man, shits hit the fan. <laughs> Things start out pretty uh, pretty slow paced, and then get uh, get really interesting. So it's uh, it's a good read. If uh, if you want to read it on Audible, the, the narrator is not great, but uh, he's passable, and I'm liking it so far. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we've gone about an hour. Uh, time to go ahead and wrap things up here on the show, everybody. Uh, Kevin, thanks once again for coming on here. I'm glad we were able glad to, to, uh, to get you on. I'm sorry for the for the delays, but we had to wait till you graduated, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was I was busy. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm not anymore. And uh, Kiki, thanks for your patience as well. I'm glad we were able to get you on the show. And you know, the the high part didn't really affect things too much, or at least from our perspective. Yeah. Maybe one day you'll you'll be sober and and you'll just be like a completely different person, and we'll, we won't even recognize you. Ooh. 
<laughs> so Heaven forbid. Thank you all out there for uh, for listening. You can add to the uh, the form squeeze, which we do on every single show. Uh, not necessarily for the entire show, though. At uh, Bad Philosophy or Formspring.me slash Bad Philosophy. You can also follow the show Twitter.com slash Bad Philosophy, and you can follow us individually at uh, Kev Sond on Twitter and at Voice of Kiki. So we thank you all for listening. Uh, Leave us a question if you want to. We'll answer it next time. And uh, we'll see you then on Bad Philosophy. I hate that Formspring automatically logs me in if I happen to be logged into Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah, but it takes a second, you know, where it's like... Yeah, so I'll start logging in, and then it's like, oh, you're this person, you're now here, yay! (laughs) Yay, welcome, and we're going to give you all your questions. Uh, I've got my new place. That's the big news over here. So I'm I'm yeah. on uh, I'm on a 23 megabit connection. <laughs> yeah, sharks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stephen has real internet. I do have real. Y'all sound amazing, by the way. Uh, it makes <laughs> such a huge difference. Uh, so this is going to so be. So you're the one holding us down this whole time. Uh, yeah. I was. I was. Um, and I I make no bones about that. I was on the crappiest internet connection of the of the group and. Uh, now I am no longer the lowest common denominator in more ways than one. Badphilosophy.com. Boy, that is some metable shit right there.